Welcome back to the Dudes Being Dudes podcast. I'm your host, Evan Bundrovich. The moment you've all been waiting for, guys, we get a chance to sit down with Matt Christian, two-sport standout who played football at Murray State and now is in his final year playing baseball with Campbell. We talk about Matt's home run against Purdue and how that changed the entire course of the weekend. We also touch a little bit on the skills in football that translate over to baseball. And finally, Matt's a big Auburn and Alabama fan, of course, down from Opelika, Alabama. So we talk high school football, we talk pizza toppings, and of course, we talk about road trips. That's all coming up here on the latest edition of Dudes Being Dudes. Okay, Matt, so you came to Campbell from junior college and also from Murray State. So you've bounced around to a couple of schools throughout your career. And I'm always curious, when you come to a new place, what's kind of the first thing that stands out to you about Bowie's Creek and maybe your first visit here to Campbell? Uh, well, Tom, I came to Campbell. I mean, it's my third go around. I just kind of, I know what to look for, I guess. Just like how everything's ran and put together and like organized. Like I like for everything to be organized and just like to see like a feel of how everything's going and like everything's put in place. And then like, then of course like the campus and everything. And then obviously the facilities really caught my eye when I got here. And then junior college, I mean, we had with a cage, there's no indoor, no locker room. We changed on the side of the fence, but I mean, after that, anywhere was a lot better, I guess. I mean, I wasn't just looking for just top-notch everything, which we do have, so it worked out good. I'm curious as well because you're from Alabama, and that's a state that's such a huge football state and a huge football area. Growing up, and especially with you being able to play both baseball and football, what's that culture like, and I guess – how does it ingrain to you guys as kids when you're growing up? I mean, we grew up big Auburn football fans. And then my granddad actually played for Alabama, played football at Alabama. But then somehow my dad was an Auburn fan. I still haven't really figured that out. But grew up doing that. And then we go to the games and grow up playing in the yard, playing football all the time. And then spring come, go play a little travel ball, come back, play wolf ball in the yard. It's just whatever season it was, what we played. And then – but – Football is definitely the king down there, for sure. During your high school days at Opelika down there in Alabama, you also were a quarterback, which had to be a pretty neat feeling. I know from California myself, I, I think of sunshine and I think of you know these Friday Night Lights type of shows. For for you playing high school football in the state of Alabama, is it as glamorous as it may seem? Uh, it was it was pretty cool, honestly. We uh we actually my junior year got a big jumbotron, probably about the size of ours out there, and then. Got an indoor facility so we can practice inside and all that stuff. They put a lot of money into it, and then now it seems like everybody down there has it. But being in the atmosphere, we'll have eight to 12,000 people at our games. Oh, my gosh. And then especially when you play the rivals and stuff, everybody comes out. And it's it's fun. It was, it was really fun. I know you suffered a collarbone injury as well a little bit in your high school career. So as you're managing having these big numbers and, and playing and also kind of seeing and observing it throughout your career. What did you learn being on, on both sides of that as a quarterback? Let's see, my junior year is when I broke my collarbone. It was probably about eight games in, I think. And then uh, after that, we really didn't have much of a backup because the other guy, he didn't end up playing that year, and the next guy was a freshman. So they just put a DB out there who ended up playing at Auburn, had a really good career, put him out there. And then I just realized, like, dang, that quarterback's actually – pretty hard position just because you can't just throw anybody back there which he ended up doing a really good job being in the short like he got to practice for a week and then had a good play but just from after getting hurt I was like I mean it's hard and it's but you learn so much like you just pay attention to all the little things like that and 
I think that's a lot like what I learned from it. So. How does that translate maybe to baseball when you're observing or whether it's hitting or, or defensively? I think I pay attention to the little things a lot more, just like tendencies and like maybe like what a pitcher is doing, like with his hands or with like what the defense is doing, just moving just a little bit or like maybe a coach is doing something. I feel like I can pick up on stuff like that a, a lot. And I feel like I'm paying attention more to that sometimes more than I should maybe just trying to find something. But it's just like I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm curious as well, especially because we see before the games you guys throwing footballs to help warm your arm up and mm -hmm. help explain to us a little bit the method behind that and, and sort of what it does to get your arm ready. Well, the big thing these days are like the plyo balls, like the big weighted balls, and that's just kind of our version of it. We do that just to help get a little, just well, I guess just more weight on the ball, just a different motion. Because, I mean, it's essentially the same motion, but I think it helps. I mean, I think it's helped my arm. And we, most of us like doing it. So. Do the guys ever ask you to run routes or anything? No. Nah, well, me and Grant Harris, he's my throwing partner. We mess around a little bit every once in a while, but no, nah, not too many routes being run. It's neat as well because your career started playing football in college at Murray State. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, especially when you go down that route and you're competing in spring practice and trying to get reps, what then kind of makes you decide, hey, you know what, for whatever reason, I want to switch back to baseball and kind of do that more full time and, and – just that process that goes through for you yeah I uh, went through the first in the fall we went through the season and everything it was all right I mean I knew I knew coming in I was gonna red shirt and then just kind of like learn from the guy in front of me because he was a really good player put a bunch of records up and everything but then we got through spring practice started going through spring I was kind of like I don't, I don't really know if this is for me and I was like I, I kind of miss baseball because I thought I was gonna be able to play when I got there it just ended up not working out oh playing both yeah and then like had some friends playing in college, and they just really liked it and everything. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take a chance. I was like, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, I mean, at least I tried it. I tried both, you know. I, I'm glad I did football just to say I did it. And, like, just knowing, like, if I didn't do it, I would probably would have had regrets. So I'm glad I did it. But. My final football question, because we will talk <laughs> some baseball here. Obviously, the Auburn-Alabama debate is always up in the air. What has stood out to you about watching Campbell FCS football? Because obviously Murray State also in the FCS. And just your appreciation for what those guys go through since you've had that experience as well. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what they're going through. It's a, It doesn't matter if it's 80,000 people there or however, Campbell, 8,000. I mean, the training and everything is still pretty much the same. I mean, the bigger schools may do a little more, but those guys put in a lot of hours. And it's, it's not fun hours most of the time just for – you know, 12 weeks out of the year that they get to compete. But, I mean, I respect them for sure. So. Did Mike Minner or Nick Grimes, the offensive coordinator, read your bio and ever give you a little note? No, nah, I never heard <laughs> anything from him. <laughs> um, on the baseball side of things, so you take the route, you move back to Alabama to play junior college ball, and I'm curious, as that process is unfolding for you, when did it sort of click? Like, okay, I can maybe get a chance to go Division One and, and try to play at the next level. Well, coming out of high school, I had a couple of Division One offers to play baseball, and I, so I was like, well, I mean, I took a whole year off, and that was just the biggest risk I was taking, not picking up a bat for that long, and I didn't really know how it was going to be, so I was like, junior college would be the best thing to do, just to work into it, and like, just because the competition's obviously not Division One competition, but it's still good, and then my best friend was down in junior college, and I was like, trying to like get his, my, or get his coach to talk to me. And I went down there, and they gave me an offer or whatever. And then um, I forgot the question. What did you ask me? No, you're good because <laughs> then you hit 27 home runs in a couple of seasons. 
hit over 300 in two years. And all of a sudden, obviously, these Division One schools start reaching out. So who from Campbell touched base with you, and what was that conversation like? Uh, it was actually uh, Coach Wells, who left two years ago, right before I got here, actually. He, uh, he came down. He actually played for my coach there for a year. And then he was at Alabama, and he was talking to me while I was there. And then he ended up getting the job the next year at Campbell. And so um, he just kept reaching out, kept watching me play, and then stayed in contact with my coach. And then he ended up offering. I came, came and visited, and a couple weeks later, or maybe a week later or so, I committed and probably the best decision I've ever made. I was going to say, what allowed you to make that decision so quickly? I, I was told him I wanted to wait a little bit and just process everything because – when I went on my uh, visit to play football, I committed, like, pretty much the next day, which, I mean, they didn't give me much choice. It was either, yeah, are you coming or not? So I just really wanted to make sure I thought everything through, like, talked with my family and everything. And, uh, yeah, it took me a little bit, probably longer than most people, but I was fine with it. I just made sure – I wanted to make sure I was making the right decision. So. It was neat because we talked with Colin about his first Campbell playing experience, and he hit a huge home run in Coastal Carolina. You had a similar experience as well, mm-hmm. getting a home run kind of right away in your career. When, when does it click as a junior college transfer that, okay, I'm at Division One, I'm ready to go, and I feel like I'm a, a part of that group? Is it even during the season, or is it more a fall type of thing? For me, it was probably in the fall. Just I knew coming in I was going to have to face a lot better arms more often, and that was the only thing I was – somewhat worried about but in the fall I mean last year you had Tyson Seth and Horrell which three draft guys you're facing them once a week twice a week at that point I was like all right it's not like there's no it's still baseball it's not that much difference but I guess once we opened up with Maryland I was like oh well it's Maryland that was kind of like all right I'm here like yeah, here we go it's gonna work it or it's not yeah right yeah and then I ended up hitting a home run that first game which it was cool but like yeah I guess I would say more in the fall but then the game, it's once you get to like, like playing North Carolina, like you grow up to seeing these teams, and it's like, well, I'm playing them. But then, like, I think now I'm just like, it's just another team. It's nothing. They're not any better than we are. So it's interesting you bring that up because I wanted to talk to you about some recent stuff you did. And in the Purdue game, of course, you hit a huge home run to, to get things rolling, and you had a chance to. Or yeah, that was the Purdue game, right? Mm, yeah. I just want to double check. So in the Purdue game, you pointed out to the the party deck section oh, yeah. in left field as, as you're rounding second. Did you know any of those guys out there, or what kind oh, of happened yeah. there? I probably know pretty much all of them. I mean, a bunch of former players out there, and then one of the guys we live with, he's out there every game. So I don't know, just get them fired up a little bit, trying to get everybody going. I thought it was pretty funny. So they enjoyed it. <laughs> and it was neat, too, because it's almost like you look at the schedule. You know, last year your first home run after the Maryland game was ECU here at home in a big game. Do you ever kind of take notice of who you're playing or is just performance just happens to be against whoever it is, you know? I, it's just whoever it is. I mean, I would love to hit a home run against everybody. I think that would be the cool part. But, uh, no, I mean, I guess it just works out that way sometimes. I know there was the UNC Asheville game last year where runs were being scored at a ridiculous rate, and I want to read your stat line off just to remind you uh, of this game. Uh, five for six, seven RBI, four runs scored, also a double and a home run mixed in there. Had you ever performed like that before? And as you're going through it, what's that feeling like every time you step to the box? Well, I've never put up numbers like that. I think one time in junior college in a fall game, I hit three home runs in a game. That was probably closest to it. But time, I think I was five for five, and then my last at bat, 
like a couple guys were messing with me, like, hey, you better not screw this up. Like, I say, and I started thinking about it a little bit, trying to get too big. I think I'm grounded out or something. At that point, it was just kind of funny. Just so the hitters, they do kind of like you don't want to mess with a pitcher when they're throwing a no-hitter. Do they leave you alone when you're five for five, or how does that work? I mean, everybody was pretty normal, but they're like, hey, man, I mean, you get six if you want to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, no, it was it was cool. It was funny, though. But, I, I talked to Colin in the last episode a little bit about the Quinnipiac game, just the ups and downs of it, and you were such a huge factor in that comeback late in the game. When when Justin or maybe Shoemaker, someone's talking to you about getting that pitch hit at bat, what's like, what's that like going through your heart as you're thinking, hey, I gotta keep composed and try to figure out a way to drive in some runs late. Yeah, that was that game was definitely like an emotional roller coaster for sure. But uh, I was on the bench till I guess the eighth or ninth, whenever, and they told me to start warming up probably at seventh or eighth. So I was in there, you know, just trying to keep my like yeah, keep calm and just like not get too overwhelmed about the moment. And I, I've been doing that most of the year, just coming off the bench, pinch hitting. And uh, they told me to go in. I was like, well, he just hit the first two guys. He's probably not going to try to hit another one. And I was just trying to get my pitch. And I was a little out in front of it, but glad the guy was playing deep, landed, and it was, worked out good. We saw the reaction of Minnick after the game when he won it. What was your reaction when you got the double and, and drove in a couple of runs there? Oh, I was super excited. And then at that point, there's one out, and I knew Minnick was going to get the job done because Kobe was on third, and I was, yeah, I was like, we got it. Either way, I didn't, nothing had happened yet, but I knew it was it was pretty much over at that point. You seem like a kid who's pretty even-keeled out there, and I know part of your quarterback experience may help, but when you're playing in a regional final, like you guys did against East Carolina, and there's five, 6,000 people heckling and, and going through it, did you take a moment to kind of look around and just – feel that energy or maybe just relate to what's going on in that day oh yeah I did for sure I think it was probably that last game against East Carolina when I think they were up on us a little bit and the crowd was really getting going and I just kind of looked around and I was like yeah this is this is like what I came here for it was it was a cool experience I made sure to just take a little moment and take it in it's neat because you know we see it in a smaller scale here but when the crowd's heckling and the woot-woot's going on and, you know, the runs are being scored, as a baseball player, it, it is easy to channel that, I, I would think, just from my experience, you know, and being able to not focus on it. But when you are playing here at home and, and you're here in the crowd and you're feeling that atmosphere, what goes through your mind? And I guess how does that motivate you guys when you're, when you're playing here? I feel like our crowd feeds off us very well because when our dugout's really alive and energized, it's everybody's kind of – blocked in more and just having a good time when we're having a good time relaxed we're playing really well and when the crowd gets into it a little bit it's just it gives you a little extra just a little ump to get get going a little bit what is your favorite part about playing baseball hmm, that was a good question probably like just being in the i like just being in the box and knowing like it's me and the pitcher and i just like the competitive aspect of it and then just, like, knowing, like, it's me versus him and, like, I'm better than that guy. That's just what I'm always thinking. I just like that part. And also just the team aspect. Like, we're just super close. And, like, that's the part I'm going to, like, really miss when I leave is just being so close to all the guys and just hanging out all the time, especially, like, on the field but then off the field. It's it's always because like, it's baseball, but it's just you're just best friends with everybody. That's what I like. And it's certainly part of the culture of the sport, too, because I'm thinking to the trip you guys took to Alabama this fall, the baseball country experience, you were out kind of in a – I almost want to describe it like as a camp style 
type of trip. Oh, where yeah, pretty much. We're in the middle of nowhere. You're bunkered yeah. in. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're playing a little bit of baseball, but give us a sense of what the rest of the, the trip was like. Honestly, that trip was really good for me personally, and I think a lot of people, like just personal-wise, like spiritually-wise, like we went and uh, pulled up. Bus could barely fit on the road once we got about halfway back there to, like, where our bunks were. The bunks and everything, really small, like, almost like children's bunks. Like, we fit. It was really hot. Like, but the place was actually pretty nice. And it's coming up because uh, Sam, he's a great guy. Love what he's doing. It. And it's going to grow. I know it's going to grow. But uh, get there. And um, most of the time, honestly, we're just all kind of sitting around with Sam or somebody like that. And he'd call you out and ask you, like, Pretty deep questions, and like uh, it was probably October when we went, so everybody didn't know everybody that well. Like most of the new guys coming in, and I think that was a really good way just for everyone to get to know everybody like on like a really personal level. And so that was what we did most of the time. We just sit around, and then he told us like his story, and then we did stuff like with the Bible and everything. And then we went to like a high ropes course and everything, hmm. and we sat on there and like got in like teams of groups, groups of like seven or eight people, and couple guys freaking out up there and it was but it was like a really good way just to come together i think we just for the big like big picture of it we all came together a lot more the fans just got a chance to pick up your baseball card you and a couple of the guys were, were picked for this week to mm-hmm. to hand them out and i'm reading your card now and it says your favorite pizza topping is mushrooms oh yeah so that does beg the question why mushrooms and what do you like about them i don't know dude i just like me and scundy were actually having this conversation we we're filling those out he's like i was like oh yeah like pepperonis but I thought that was just kind of a given topping. Like pepperonis are on every pizza, but pepperoni and mushrooms or some jalapenos or something. Yeah, mushrooms are. I put mushrooms on a lot of stuff. Just, really? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm a little. No, weird. I, I do like mushrooms. I just wouldn't have thought as like my favorite topping. You know, because yeah. I'm a pizza guy myself, mm-hmm. and I enjoy pineapples and I enjoy bacon, and you know, you can mix different things. And I like mushrooms, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be like if I, you know, life or death. Let's throw some mushrooms. Oh out yeah, there. I mean if. They call them like, hey, three toppings, two toppings. Yeah, it's one of my toppings every time for sure. Um, just one other thing I noticed on this card I wanted to ask you about. You, you said you like a white tiger. That's your favorite zoo animal. Are, are you thinking white tiger from Hangover where they go find Mike Tyson's tiger? Or, or what's the motivation for that? I don't know. I just think it's like the regular tigers are cool. But the white tigers, I don't know. I just like the way they look. And they just kind of look a little bit meaner. I just kind of like them. Since you play the outfield, you get a chance to run past that camel, which is about – probably 60 to 75 feet wide out in center field out there. When you're playing on a field that has a gigantic camel, first of all, did you ever think you'd be at a school with that mascot? And, and secondly, what do you think that kind of means to, to you and the program? Yeah, no shot. I was ever thought there would be a camel. I didn't, would never even have crossed my mind. I still get people back home like, you're like, you're like camels? I was like, yeah, like only one in the country. But uh, I think that's pretty cool out there. Because, I mean, if, especially visit teams coming in, like our place is super nice, and then you just got a fat camel in the middle of the field. I, mean, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, we talked a little about some of the home runs. One other thing I want to talk to you about was winning a Big South title because you guys had a chance to not only win the regular season here but then lift the trophy in Fayetteville. With all, with all the long practices and the fall and the spring leading up to that moment, when you do get to celebrate with your teammates, how rewarding is that and, and what kind of leads up to that moment well for me i'd never really won a championship growing up or anything in any sports like a state championship or anything so like the first time we got a dog pile i guess it was against longwood that was just the coolest thing to me and once we did it at the uh 
tournament, it's even better. But uh, just lean up to it. It makes it all worth it. And then especially coming back this year, like you're going through it again, like you know what you're working for now. Like it's makes it even easier, I think, just because that feeling, like you can never take that like away from me or anything. Just one of the greatest feelings ever. So Grant Harris is your throwing partner in pregame and practice and stuff. Who's your roommate typically? On the roads, last year it was uh, Spencer, and the one road trip this year was Kobe. Kobe Collins. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys get to choose that, or how does that work? No, it's usually like they we pull up to the hotel, they get the cards, and it's already like built in for us. So I guess one of the coaches do it. I'm not really sure. So a two-part question for you on this. One, who would you like to have your roommate if you could have your, your best buddy or something like that? And then two, who's somebody who you don't really know very well that you think you'd actually enjoy or learn a lot from staying with them for a series? Well, I like room with Kobe, and I would like room with Pac, too, just because we're all three kind of even killed, just kind of hanging out, not doing too much. You're loafers, basically. Yeah, yeah. We just hang out, <laughs> yeah. lay in the bed, not do too much, watch some TV. Um, let's see. Somebody that you don't partic- – you know them, but you'd like to learn right, a little more right. or just kind of learn something about them. Uh, I don't know, maybe Cam, Calvin, just because he's kind of everywhere, I guess. Huh. Yeah. He's into a lot of stuff. I don't know. I feel like I could pick his brain a little bit. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. We got class together and stuff. I got to know him a little more. I think it would be pretty interesting, I guess. I don't know. Who on this team do you think would be best suited to be a multi-sport athlete? Like yourself. I could see Cole Hart maybe playing safety somewhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here but we go. Because like, football would be a better way yeah, of putting this. So, so lay out your – obviously offensive line's a little different. But if you could put some of the baseball guys on a football field, who is you, the coach, Christian, would try to lay out your, your unit, if you will? Let's see. I put Ryan Kennedy out there, probably a linebacker. Dude's a freak of nature. And he's kind of crazy, so that'd be fun. Would you put Pachak anywhere? I feel like with his size, he he could do some things. Tight end, I put Pachak yeah. tight end. Yeah, goal line, throw it up to him. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'm trying to think. I could see Luis Jimenez playing safety, just a a free yeah, runner, just, just coming down to the box a little bit. You know, bit. helmet yeah. down, the crown, and everything, and then getting after it. I put Babin out there too. I feel like he'd go hit somebody. He's had a lot of fun with that. I'm trying to think on the outside, some weapons though. Yeah, he did some speed. Cruz is so fast. He'd be a little jet sweep guy, maybe. How impressive was that catch, by the way, when he was at second going to the foul Running territory all the way over there? to get that yeah, ball? Yeah, that was kind of like an underlying thing of that game. But, yeah, that was a huge catch. He went a long way to get that ball because that's in like no man's land right there. He's so fast, though. It's crazy. My final question for you, Matt. One, what is the college town or place that is most interesting to visit in, in your experience? And then two, is there a game or a team this year you're looking forward to playing for for whatever reason on the schedule this year? Let's see, most college, the one like that I visited, like as playing, absolutely. Playing. Let's see. We went to my freshman year. We went to Northern Illinois, and that was a pretty cool place. Like the atmosphere was a lot cooler than I thought it would be. Western Michigan was also pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Was was Flex still there at that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the student section turned around and rode the boat, the whole thing. It was That was a pretty cool experience. And he wears the, the suit and tie get yeah. Up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Real businessman-like. But as baseball, 
Coastal was pretty sweet, like field wise and everything. And then UNC was pretty nice. Oh, too. going to the Bosch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Place. We're going back there this year. Yeah, yeah. That's Them right. and Duke at the DBAP. And yeah, DBAP is cool. It's just not a lot of people there, so it feels just super empty. No doubt. But the actual field is super sweet. But then this year, probably looking forward this weekend. Honestly, I think playing Army and Air Force and just seeing like if they do any like cool traditions before a game or stuff like that. Because, like, we all have a bunch of respect for those guys mm-hmm. for what they've done already and then what they're going to do for us. So I think that's what I'm looking for to most. Well, we got the former quarterback finally on the podcast. We uh, we appreciate the time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me.